Solve for X, Episode 9. Switching it up. Yep. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What do you think I've been trying to do? No. No, no, sir. Yeah, yes. I, I can handle it. Yes. Oh, my God. Do you need me to come down there? Oh. All right, let's get this thing going. Oh, they're already going on the report. I assumed you might have been busy for a while, so I just got started. I can start them over if you'd like. Uh, no, that's fine. Just let them continue. The faster we're done here, the better. Turn it up. And of course, they all complained about that. Trying to get kids these days to go for a hike in the morning and appreciate nature, it's, it's an uphill battle in every sense of the way. The kids all love Camp Counselor Ben, though, and they have no problem listening to him, so with his help, at least we got on the trail at a decent time. I was so excited for that fresh mountain air, but it was weird as we got going. I took a nice deep breath in, expecting that cool, crisp feeling. But it felt instead almost stale. I don't know, I didn't have a lot of time to really analyze this though because, well, I know sound echoes around the forest, but I could see all of the kids, they were right in front of me, but from way behind, I swear I could hear one of the campers, uh, little Timmy, screaming for help. I, I know he wasn't. I mean, I was looking right at him. I'm listening to him argue with Jason about which Pokemon would make the better house pet. Jason's vote was Mr. Mime, which, I mean, that kid's gonna grow up to be a psychopath. But anyway, I, I didn't exactly want to stop the whole group to announce I'm hearing voices behind me, so... And it quieted down Sir, please don't while, do so that. You'll interfere with the recording. Oh, right. The rest of the day passed as usual. Cabin Bluebird did some wonderful tie-dye while Cabin Raven played dodgeball. And Samantha got her fifth bloody nose of the trip. It was set to be one of the clearest nights of the week, so Ben and I set up the campfire for the kids once it got dark. We were ready to do some stargazing and eat our weight and burnt marshmallows. I just finished scaring the kids with my spooky story around the campfire when Ben went up to get the marshmallows that we forgot back at the main cabin. Kids were all talking amongst themselves, sword fighting with the sticks they could find, and... But that's... That's when I heard... What sounded like Ben... Screaming for help in the forest. All of the kids went silent, so... I know I wasn't the only one who heard it this time, and for the longest time, it was just the crackling of the fire echoing around. I was about to tell the kids to wait there while I go find out what that was, and suddenly Ben was right behind me, bag of marshmallows in hand. Sir? He asked if we were all still spooked from my story literally seeing us all frozen but before i could explain uh, this is so boring he screamed out for help again he sounded exactly like ben but i mean he was right in front of me 
stomach dropped into my feet as I was trying to figure out like, what to do. If someone out there needed help, we couldn't very well ignore them, but why did it sound like Ben? And, and not just a little, like, I've known Ben since we were kinder campers here, and, and that was his voice. He swore it wasn't some kind of prank, so we set off into the oh forest and- Oh my god, this is taking forever. Like, we get it, it's scary. Why sir? Why do we even need to sit sir? here and listen to this? Uh, sir, please. Oh, Nate, please! It was your mandate that we supervise the reports, and it's a good thing, because listen. I during my prayer that I had made peace with dying on that operating table, but... But once it began to feel like it was no longer... Wait, that's not right. Exactly. As I've been mentioning lately, they've been switching partway through. They shouldn't even be able to remember anything other than the current test. How is this happening? Trauma is a powerful thing. My working theory is that this is being caused by a mix of trauma, over-experimentation, and subject-wise, rebellious influence. Hmm. I say we kill two birds with one stone, then. Meaning? Have we got enough to close this camp file? We have a complete file for Subject A, but barely Good enough. four. Put them out. All right. Wake them back up without the implant. Sir? Yeah, right away, sir. Good. Leave us. <sighs> Good morning, Subject X. What? How are you feeling? Where Where am I? You're in the debriefing room. The debriefing room? Yep, that's what I just said. Who are you? Mm, not a relevant question. We're here to discuss you. Me? Yep. Do you know who you are? Yeah, I, I'm... Um... My, my name is... Um... You are whatever I make you. What? No. And therein lies the problem I'm here to address. Your denial of your own reality. Wait. I, I recognize you. You, you were there, behind the static when we... Wait, Taylor, oh God, is she okay? And, and Janet, oh my God, Janet, inside she was, she was all yep. just... wires. Yep, you've rambled about those a lot. Uh, listen, okay, you are here, in this magnificent facility, to perform your assigned role. And that's it. That's really it. And we all have a part to play here. And even a single actor cog or creature is out of line then we must begin again i'm something of a perfectionist you could say but as you can imagine having to run these tests over and over is a costly endeavor draining my finances time and patience so consider this your final warning perform your role as written properly the first time and stop resisting our Treatments. Or it will be curtains for you, okay? Am I supposed to just accept that? Just say, yeah, sure, I'll be hunted. Watch the people or... Robots or... Just just watch others die? 
Just to what? Forget it all so I can do it again? Just waiting for the day that I'm too slow and I end up the chew toy? Well, yes, exactly. I don't even know why you're throwing a fit about the memory thing. Wiping your memories is a mercy. How the fuck is forgetting everything about who I am a mercy? Your little tests are fucked. How can I possibly prepare to fight these things if I can't even remember there's anything after me? <laughs> See, you continue to misunderstand your role here. Your generation always makes me laugh. You always think you're the grand hero of every fucking story. Never considering you're just cog number 472 in the grand machine. A cog? Am I a robot? Oh, fascinating. Do you think you are? I, I don't know. I mean, Janet didn't look or act like one, but... Yeah, the wires. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't see any wires when they... And that thing cut into me and... Eight. Was that real? Yeah, that, that was quite the funny story, actually. See, I forgot I set that test running and went out for the day. I, I It wasn't even supposed to be you on the table. <laughs> I'm sure we'll all laugh about it one day. I will make you pay for what you're doing Ooh, here. Oh, so serious and full of fight now. You're such a little coward in the tests. Oh, you little... Oh, Why can't I... Move! Because you're wired not to. Why would I have test subjects who could harm me? Look, as you can see, you're out of options here. Even if you did follow that idiot subject wise suggestions and get out of here, where would you even go? You have no one. You don't even know if you're human. Or if you'd even eventually run out of batteries. You need me. I know I seem like a jerk. Yeah, not the word I'd use. But I'm a reasonable and compassionate guy. So I'm willing to make a compromise if you, you know, stop trying to kill me and sit back down. Glad you're at least occasionally capable of seeing reason. You're scheduled to go into the next test, so for this one, you'll go in just as you are. I won't give you the memory implant. You will know something will be lurking, so you can be better prepared. Why? Why are you now willing to do that? Because right now, you have foggy half-memories of the trauma and violence you've seen. When you really see it in front of you, feel the red-hot panic burn through your veins, and remember every detail, no matter how tightly you screw your eyes shut, you'll be begging me to put you back under, to forget the reality of where you are. You will beg to properly play your role in this little play of ours. And if I don't? And how did you phrase it? A chew toy. So do I even have a choice? Great, so it's decided then. You'll go into this one as you are and witness the horrors firsthand. How exciting. Oh, you can play a fun game of trying to guess who's human, if any. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Lee Fennell here. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please consider giving us a follow or leaving a review as it really helps us out a lot. Voice performances this week, we had the lovely Patricia Chai as Sloan, Evan Fennell as Nathaniel, and myself, Lee Fennell as X. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and Tumblr at solveforx_podcast. underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.